Walter Life with Brent and Jeff. What is that? What is that? Some kind of robot? Holla, it's Brent, it's Jeff. We're yes. back. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Thank you for being here. The next two hours are ours. And we yeah, can't wait. We have you captive. So, uh, hey, welcome. Happy New Year to all. That is true. It's been a while 2010. since we've been here. That's ridiculous. Isn't that amazing? I remember Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it was yesterday, but it yeah, wasn't. It, was it wasn't at years all. Ago. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you got to talk about Y2K. Yeah, we should. We'll tuck that back in the, in the, in the, Save that the one recesses of our mind. <laughs> Save, it Save it for later. We got a brand new topic for you tonight. Brand new year of the Alter Life. We're entering the fourth year that we've had a show air. That's awesome. That's pretty ridiculous. That's my second time using that. I'll stop. That's the word for the night, actually. Yeah. That and Y2K. <laughs> um, Y2000. Tonight's know. episode, we're going to be talking about Jesus, the perfect gentleman, and uh, how how much he loves us and cares for us, and how he has given us the choice to love him back, and how he does not intrude by any means. He is very patient with us and, and very loving and caring. And um, we're going to be focusing on Jesus tonight and how he treats us as believers and non-believers. What a great way to kick off the new year, talking about Perfect. our Savior. Yep. So we got a lot of great music in store ahead of us as well, and you're going to want to stay right here for the next two hours. And uh, we're going to get right to our topic. we got a lot of ground to cover tonight and not that much time to do it in. We just want to remind you, though, to check out our website. There's lots of great stuff on there, www.thealterlife.com. Tonight, the verse we're going to be focusing in on is Revelation 3.20. Alter Life has not been in Revelation for quite some time, and we're excited to be here again. We started off a year in Revelation two years ago. Wow. That's ridiculous. See, I said ridiculous uh, that time. Like, where's the word Well, we the did day? our very first series, which was the churches in Revelation, so how appropriate that two years later we're going to be in Revelation again. That is true. The verse that we're going to be in is Revelation 3.20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. It doesn't say and I knock, sorry. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. And that's the verse we're going to be talking about this evening. You know, he stands at the door. He knocks on our hearts. He desires for us to open the door so that he can come in and dine. And, um, you know, we're going to pick that apart tonight. And uh, kind of just say why that's an amazing statement yeah. that Jesus has right there. Um, and kind of dig into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we have the the God of the universe. And he, you know, he becomes a man, dies for us as an act of love. Because we screwed it up and our relationship with him was broken. And he didn't, he really did everything he could without making us love him. You know, he, he orchestrated it all so that we could see this beautiful you know, selfless act of love towards us, you know, with him sacrificing himself and dying and accepting the penalty for our sin so that we could then be in the presence of God again. And he leaves it up to us to choose if we want to accept that or not. He doesn't impose his will on us, which is just outrageous because he should, he should. And a lot of times I wish he would, because I'm like, God, I want to love you more. And I just, I'm not choosing to do it, so just make me do it. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's that would like, be easier. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be so much easier to just be like, force just, it. Yeah, force me not to sin. Force me to love you. I'll be your robot. That's fine. But 
<laughs> maybe not. No. <laughs> maybe not some kind of robot. I think it would feel a little bit funky if that was the case. And, <laughs> um, why I'm laughing. I think I, I think giggles or something. <laughs> Brent is nights. crazy. Def- definitely crazy here. I think I'm just sleep deprived. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm there too. I need some more caffeine, I think. Yeah, go for your, your right. sip of coffee there. And you, I'll sit here with my cherry cola. I'm not a hot hot drinker. I'm not a hot hot drink man. I don't I'm not a big coffee guy. Yeah. You give me a sodi and I, a sodi pop and you got me hooked. <laughs> I'm good. It's good to go. It's, good. it's interesting. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm definitely a hot beverage. While we have this person. little segment, I'm going to uh, invite people to send us an email on okay. our website. If that's all right with you. Tech, Fine, check it out. Right. Go right ahead. com. Those of you who have like your phones and you're all high tech that way, you just, you know, get the Alter Life app. No, we don't have that. I wish we did, but we don't. <laughs> Someday, maybe. And, um, you know, to get a full picture of our Savior tonight, I think it'd be useful to kind of go back, way back to the beginning. You know, in creation, God created Adam and, uh, you know, used to have an unbelievable fellowship with Adam, you know. It says he used to walk in the cool of the night or the day or whatever and just kind of, you know, just be with Adam. They used to talk about things and just, you know, hang out, you know. And then sin came along and screwed all that up. But the whole point of God creating man wasn't so that, you know, he had a bunch of people telling him what he wanted to hear and had a bunch of uh, robots doing things for him. He didn't get any... Uh, he didn't need man to fulfill some void in his life or anything like that. It was for his pleasure that he created he created man. And um, I mean, that's how it all started. And sometimes we lose sight of the fact that that's why we exist, for his pleasure. And um, that's that's what he wants out of this whole relationship is just to be pleased with us and to, to have us with him. Yeah. And uh, so that's a good place to start to try to, under, try to understand like the true heart of Jesus because... There's so many people out there that like think God's the big lightning bolt in the sky that's gonna like screw up their lives and force all this stuff on them, and it's the enemy. That's the, how the enemy wants to slant Jesus to make him look less attractive. Um, because really, honestly, Jesus is just out there for us. He wants yeah. to just be with us. It's that's crazy a remarkable thing. Because I think we get like this, this. I get the picture where I don't associate life before the fall with what God wants for me. In the, in the sense, like yeah. that's that's all he he wants it to be like it was, right. and how it was. But he wants us to choose that. He doesn't want it to be forced, and uh, you know that's why he put. We were always like, why did he put the tree there? Uh. Yeah. It's like, well, because a love bright. that is <laughs> mandated or you know forced isn't love because it's it, it's not a, a a choice, and love is a choice that is made. You know. Love is not an emotion or a feeling. We get that confused, I think, a lot. And that's important to remember even in marriage or in a relationship. You know, sometimes you have to, sometimes more than others, you choose to love the person more than you actually feel like loving them. And to be chosen is the most important. And that's when you know their love is real because the person could have said, you know, forget you. You know, I don't care. Yeah. And gone the other way. But they chose you, which is why it was so important for Adam and Eve to have that other option available so that the love would be a pure love and they weren't forced to love him anyway. Thanks a lot for listening to The Alter Life with Brant and Jeff. We're here a little bit more. we got some more music for you, so stick around. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Tonight's topic, The Perfect Gentleman. What a great way to kick off a new year of Alter Life episodes then to focus on Jesus and his attitude towards humans, his creation, um, that we were created for his pleasure and nothing else. So... 
Yeah, I think it was just sad. Like, you know, when, when Adam sinned, you know, God's reaction wasn't like, great, now you screwed it up. It wasn't <laughs> like, you know, the mess. he was like, where'd you go? Yeah. You know, where are you? You know, because I miss that. You know, I miss you. Where yeah. are you? You know, a lot, sometimes, you know, when you, you know, you have the breakup with the boyfriend yeah. <laughs> or the girlfriend or some a relationship is severed somehow. There's that feeling that you're left with like, oh, there's just that part of me is missing. There's just that feeling of I'm missing you. Yeah. And um, I think that's what Jesus kind of felt, but probably even more so yeah. was, you know, where'd you go? Yeah. You know, I don't have that fellowship anymore. We're not dining together. We're not hanging out. Um, that darn sin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it really wrecked everything. It really did. Man. That's the message for tonight. I know. Sin and, screws and it, everything That's up. what's so funny is that we, we often are like, well, sin is pretty great, and uh, I'm going to choose that instead of the person who created the world and only wants to spend some time with me. All right, that was Denise by Ace Troubleshooter. Denise is a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> so nice they wrote a song about her. Oh, that's funny. She had some problems with her computer, with her Microsoft Word, so they, she called up Ace Troubleshooter and they fixed it. Uh, dum, hey dum, <laughs> And then they wrote a song about it. Don't worry. Jeff's here all night. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Anyway. Silly, silly, um, silly. Have you checked out our website yet? www.thealterlife.com. We think you should. But it's your, it's up to you. you know, we, we've put it out there for you, and it's up for you to take the bait. Yeah. But uh, like <laughs> to love, love our website, or at least our Facebook page. And <laughs> tell us what your favorite hop, favorite beverage is. Yeah, that That'd sounds good. good. <laughs> Go ahead. Something funny to talk about. <laughs> um, just a ploy to put a comment out there yeah because we're that pathetic we want friends yeah please that was the point of facebook wasn't it so yeah that people who really didn't have any friends could have friends yeah they could feel accepted by the world and the friends that were bullies to them in high school that are now their friends on i love facebook. how we go on these social commentary um yeah you really know how we feel about these trends and, and cultural things because we just empty out yeah, on the ultra life just try to keep yeah, it real we, we, we break it down break it down old school style that's how we roll yeah <laughs> Anyway, in our last segment, we were talking about how, you know, it, when it all boils down to it, sin stinks. Yeah. Because <laughs> sin separates us from God. God had set it up so that we could just have complete communion and fellowship with him. And then, you know, he also was, was loving enough to give us the choice not to love him. And stupid us, we took it. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, the world's been... Passing away. Yo, 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 don't put that on me. That was all Adam, yo. No. <laughs> I have you would have done it too. I know. We all would have done we it. We do it actively on a daily day. basis. That's true. It's like, mm, is that the fruit? Oh, man. <laughs> it looks so good. I know. It's, it's pleasing to my eye. And it was good for food. <laughs> I always love the way it's worded. It's really funny. <laughs> but, um, you know, the fact that Jesus... You know, I can't imagine what was going on in God's heart because God knows all things. He's present everywhere. When he saw Eve go for the fruit, he saw Adam, the breaking of his heart that must have taken place because he couldn't stop it and he chose not to stop it. That's something that we we often forget that God's heart was breaking, witnessing something like that. And we do that to God regularly. We need to think about that. You know, what we started talking about tonight, this whole concept of Jesus really just wanting to be with us and, and wanting us to have a choice to love him, you know, it begs the question, why didn't he just step in and just kind of make us love him? And Jeff kind of already alluded to that because he wanted the love to be genuine. Um, and some people might misconstrue that and look at that and go, well, he's just weak. Yeah. I mean, he's just somebody who, like, he had the power. Why did he just do it? It's like the, he was on the cross. Yeah. 
And they say, why don't you just come down from there if you're God? You have the power to do that. Why don't you just do that? And like, that's Satan, right? That's what he said. You know, that's what the mockers were saying. That's what he said when he tempted Jesus. And he said, you know, throw yourself down off the building. Your angels will catch you. You know, like, why don't you just, just do that? And Jesus was not weak in those times. He was meek. And that's the difference. You know, he was strong enough to do what he needed to do because of us and because of what he wanted to do to restore fellowship with us. And that was the whole point. So we're going to keep this topic rolling on the other side. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right. It's time for our unbelievable segment. It's something that we referred to earlier on in the episode, actually. You know, now that we are in 2010, we're just going to get so weird to say. Yeah. Or 010. <laughs> I don't know how people are going to say 2010. They don't say 2010. Right, because we're used to saying 2007, 2008, whatever. Yeah, now it's going to be 2010. Yeah, 2010. It's pretty cool. It's not but now that we're here, 10 years removed, we want to take a look back. 10 years. 10 years, exactly. Flashback. When we were... <laughs> yeah, 90s flashback. 1999 at 1159. <laughs> the panic that the world was the in. The great anticipation. And, you know, I fell victim to the mass hysteria thinking that oh mom I'm, you know what's gonna happen like am i not gonna be able to go to school or well, i was homeschooled anyway but am i not gonna be able to like find food for myself am i gonna have to like go off into the, the woods and hunt my own game that was really funny i was talking to this lady from work and she like had a whole plan for what she was gonna do she knew who in their neighborhood had guns and um you know had guns and what was the other thing? And well, she water. Had, and, she, and she had, um, <laughs> and she had like beans, right? It's like all you needed to survive in her mind was guns and beans. Because her thought was, I could go to the pond behind my house and shoot geese for food. That's oh why I needed gosh. the guns. You know, it was like how many geese are back there? Like, Is it an endless supply yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> to feed the whole neighborhood. And you'd have to capture them first and allow really them funny. to reproduce and keep a male and a female always alive yep. to constantly give it to It's amazing what people like accumulated thinking yeah. they would need like bouillon. <laughs> bouillon. So that to, to always have a salty treat of broth. <laughs> savory broth to cook your geese Boxes in. of bouillon. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> generators. And, you know uh, what? I had... I've never even heard the word my, generator my, as yeah, much as I did. We then, collected then a lot of canned goods. And, yeah. and all I have to say is that between the years of 2000 and 2002... I had more canned ravioli than I could even count for lunch. That was every lunch that I had. It was like going to the supermarket and grabbing a can off the shelf down in my basement. <laughs> I had it all. It was all there. We had like boxes of chocolate syrup and everything was like bought in bulk and industrial size. I should have bought, bought stock in 1999 Chef Boyardee if I, I was thinking. <laughs> Green giant. <laughs> no, but it was true. I mean, we had all. We had ended up having to get rid of some of it because we had it for so long and we never used it. And, uh, man, that was a crazy time. Yeah, and now, ten, can you believe it's 10 years ago? I remember being upset because I thought that I wasn't going to be able to go on my high school retreat because the world was going to end. I'm like, but but the retreat is in January. Uh, do you think they'll still have it if there's no power and if airplanes are grounded? You're like, I'm not even married. <laughs> I know. That was everything. Like, in my entire life, it was always like, God, don't come back until I get married. Don't come back until I have like, one child. And now I have those things. It's like, like well... Just come back. Just come back. <laughs> come, come and dine with me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, we were we were pathetic back then. Thank you for sticking around, even though we might not be worth it. <laughs> I but, don't know, but God's worth it. God's worth it. So stick around for God. 
Because <laughs> he'll be here in the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> He's here every segment. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like, come back. We got a special guest tonight. You know why? Because we've been we've invited we. We opened the door when he was knocking on our hearts, and he's here dining with us. And that's what we're talking about here tonight. Enjoying the delicious brownies (laughs) we're enjoying. Yeah, that's really good. That that takes me back to the first episode when we had brownies there. Mm -hmm. Ah, to reminisce. We are in a reminiscent mood this evening. I know. know? 2010. Yeah. Looking backwards to 2000, Y2K. It's amazing. And, you know, we were looking back all the way to the beginning of the Bible. That's right. Time. We're talking about Adam and Eve, and uh, you know, something that we we don't want to stress enough. I guess did that make sense? <laughs> That's, I don't know. Let's try this second hour again, shall we? Yeah, commencing segment now. Ready? Break. Um, the verse that we're in this evening to read it again. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. And what's so impressive about that verse that we've been talking is that, you know, Christ wants us to choose him, you know, and, you know, he could, he's the most powerful thing, person in the whole universe. And he could just make us love him. He could say, yo, you're loving me, whether you want want to or not. And we wouldn't even know what it was like to not. Yeah. (laughs) We could just be blindly just following him, which is what a lot of dictators and people really want for their people is just to follow them blindly mm-hmm. so they can lead them down the path of destruction but definitely following Christ is not the path of destruction and he you know we would say well it's logical I just make us follow you <laughs> but it would make things a lot easier yeah and a lot less stress and sin and all that horrible <laughs> stuff in the world but he doesn't he just stands at our do- the door of our hearts and he knocks and he just keeps knocking and he knocks and he gives us the choice to open the door to come on in um and he's patient you know there's so many people that including myself at times is just dull and, and to, to hearing that and to responding and you know they could go their whole entire lives with Christ just knocking on the door and not answer and that's a tragedy if you think about it because Christ is on the other end waiting to just come in and not like wreck your house yeah not like you know lord over you and like some mean dictator but to come in and just dine with me yeah he doesn't say, I'm going to come in and clean up your kitchen, and you're going to get down, and you're going to make that turkey for me. Do it. Do it now. He's like, I'm just going to come in. We're going to have fellowship and dining. That was like, whatever Jesus, you know, if you see Jesus, and, and I love this, that in, even in his physical, you know, in the in the incarnation, as they say, that's what he, that's all he did with people, was just go eat. You know, like... Hey, let's let's sit down. Let's eat. Let's talk about this. And that is the relationship that he wants to have with all of mankind. And we and we look at that, and it's like we disassociate that with God. But that you know, Jesus was God in the flesh, and that's what he so longs for. He misses it because of the of the sin that separates us. So he made a way, and he's like, hey, I, I made the way. Just come on. Just let me yeah. let me lavish you with my love and my relationship, and just all of that. And it's up to us. He leaves it up to us. What a gentleman. And Jeff, you on that last segment, you were just reminding me of, you know, the story of Zacchaeus, you know? I just wanted to bring that up because Zacchaeus was sitting there looking for a shot at just looking at Jesus. And Jesus goes, yo, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. I'm coming to your house. And what happens is he goes to his house and they sit around the table and they eat. Yeah. And they talk and they hang out. You know, and through that relationship, Zacchaeus was convicted to do something and respond. And... Jesus could have been like, yo, Zacchaeus, you know, 
cut your ways off. You know, cut your ways. I'm not even coming to your house. You're talking about. I don't. You don't deserve me to do that. No, he was like, you know, I'm going to go dine with sinners. That was what he did. He wanted to have fellowship, and in that relationship with Zacchaeus, he was able to change Zacchaeus's life and turn his life around. And um, that's what he desires for us: is to come to dwell with us and to turn our lives around, not in a forceful way, but in a way that's that's through love and compassion. Um, and through his Holy Spirit. And are, are we having that breakthrough? Are we getting through here? Is the light going, ding? Oh, I get it. God just wants to be be with me. He just wants to have that, you know, and, and we can look at it like a romantic relationship. He talks about the bride. You know, it's his bride and, and the marriage supper of the lamb and all those things that are referenced in scripture. And those pictures are put there so that we can uh, we can rationalize and, and re- real, realistically look forward to something and, and, and long for something is that that fellowship that can be had with God it's so intimate it's so real and he's just like here it is you know I'm not gonna like come in and like take over and be like a wife beater you know and like be like the boss and I wear the pants in this house you know he's not like the big man upstairs like everybody says and you got you know it's an intimidation kind of relationship here it's you know I want to come and dine with you and have a relationship with you just as it was supposed to be from the beginning. Yeah. No, you know, no mention of the sin that separated us for thousands of years. You know, now that Jesus has, has died on the cross, the veil was torn, you know, the separation that was between God and man was torn and put away so that we could enter in boldly and have fellowship with God. But, and he leaves it up to us. He doesn't say, get your butt in there and have fellowship with me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm going to knock, and I'm going to keep knocking. I'm not going to start pounding. It's going to be a steady knock, and it's up to you to, to hear it, to realize it, and to open the door. And uh, he leaves it up to us, which is, is what a gentleman would do. Yeah, it's it's really kind of, I don't know, I, I'm just sitting here getting kind of blessed and blown away by his love. You know, Roman says, you know, who can separate us from the love of Christ? There, You know, it's continuous, and it doesn't matter what the state that I'm in. You know, I could be the biggest... You know, sinner, the biggest ignorer of the knock in the world, and he's still there. He's still knocking. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, you know, while we were enemies with him, he died for us. He loved us anyway. While we were enemies, he loved us. He's knocking. And tonight, whatever state you're in, he's like, I don't feel this love. He's, he's reaching out to you. What a picture of what we're talking about tonight. Jesus being the perfect gentleman. You know, he sets the table for us. You know, he's preparing the the proposal, if you will, like a good spouse or potential spouse. And um, you know, how could you say no to an offer of "I've bought the world for you"? You know, I've yeah. I've bought I've bought you for myself so that we can be together forever. And like Jeff was saying that last segment, how could you say no to a love that was reaching out to your heart, and drawing you in? You know. He's gentle, he's meek, and he's just asking, would you dine with me? Would you be with me? Um, would you just come as you are because I love you and I've done all this stuff for you and it has nothing to do with you, <laughs> yeah. but it's all for you. And I think, how could you say no to that offer? It's like you'd be the most foolish person in the world to turn your back and turn your turn yourself away. And that's the challenge tonight when we read this and to be overwhelmed by who Jesus is. Yeah, I just have a verse real quick. John fourteen twenty three. Remember this. Memorize it. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. That's a great picture and a great thing. And yeah. hopefully you have received Jesus in your into your heart, and he's made his home in you. And if not, you need to do that tonight. Pray and ask God to come in. 
Until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.